Okay, for anyone who's wondering how I prepare for an episode, pretty much just do this. I have it all the topics written down and what I should say and, you know, whatever that comes about with it, right? So I go through and I kind of summarize. Well, what am I going to call the episode? So I'm like, topics, you know, I'm going to talk about Anthony Edwards, doesn't know who A-Rod is, Ben Simmons taking shots at the Nets and them sitting people and thinking they're number one, and to Davian Clowney. Signing with the Cleveland Browns, the dog pound's gonna be up and jumping. I'm like, yo, that's it. That's what I'm gonna call. It. Where my dogs at? Be right here, dog. Where my dogs at? Be right here, dog. Where my dogs at? Be right here, dog. Rest in peace, DMX. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from McCrib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. Thank you for joining me here wherever you're listening from, whether it be on the website at feeltheheatent.com or your favorite streaming platform. So today we're just going to get into some of the topics we're discussing. We're discussing Anthony Edwards, little JV and Clowney, a little bit Brooklyn Nets, Philly Sixers rival starting to heat up. It seems like they're both sitting on top of the Eastern Conference so the first topic I really want to get into is this. Anthony Edwards, you know, great rookie there for Minnesota Timberwolves, was asked, your owner, Alex Rodriguez, do you know he's a famous baseball player? And he had no idea. He had no clue who A-Rod is. A-Rod right now is in, I guess, final negotiations for purchasing the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves and becoming a part owner And Anthony Edwards, a guy who once said that he would dominate baseball just like he dominates basketball, saying he played shortstop, third base, pitcher, center field, and all this. He said this in an interview before. So him not knowing who A-Rod is and getting asked a question, he was basically clueless. He was like, who's that? I've never... I know he's about to be an owner for us, but that's all I know about him. You don't know about A-Rod, man? The guy who has J-Lo. What a lucky guy. (laughs) Oh, man. J-Lo bounces around a little bit, too. But, hey, man. You can score J-Lo. You're all good. A-Rod, who was known for his steroids in the MLB. Twice. Who signed the richest contracts twice. At the time, two different occasions, both for the the Rangers and the Yankees. The guy who pretty much admitted to cheating most of his career. That guy, Alex Rodriguez. You know? Nope, don't know. I thought it was kind of hilarious because the guy who preached so much and how he knows the game of baseball, saying he would dominate baseball, did not know who he was. Hey, I was a fan of the Seattle Mariners, you know, A-Rod's first team with Ken Griffey, Rainey Johnson, and those guys. But then when he got a whole steroid scandal, kind of tuned him off, don't really care. He's been a great announcer, and now he's going to possibly be the part owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, Anthony Edwards, now you know who he is. (laughs) And who your boss may soon be. (laughs) But uh, I thought that was kind of funny. 
that he did not know who he was. But whatever. Anyways, we're going to jump from that topic onto another topic here. We're going to switch over to the NFL. Jadavian Clowney signed with the Cleveland Browns, the dog pound. He signed a one-year, $8 million deal that could push the deal up with incentives to be a one-year, $10 million deal with the Cleveland Browns. Now, it's a big signing. I really believe Clowney can get back going because he's had a couple disappointing seasons lately. And the dog pound is jumping. They're going to be going crazy with that defensive line. Where my dogs at? Get at me, dog. Get at me, dog. Man, it's a big signing for him because look at this, what their defensive line can be now. Miles Garrett on one side, Malik Jackson, you got Sheldon Richardson, and now Jadavian Clowney. That could be a pretty damn dominant defensive line. And if you can get after the quarterback with the four-man rush, the corners could be jumping on everything. Denzel Ward could break out and really see his talents. And the rest of that defense would be pretty damn solid. It's a team that almost beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs this past year. They were right there. I can no longer call them the Cleveland Clowns. I made a thing. Get in the playoffs. I may say win, but hey, I got to give them credit. For credit is due. Because that team played pretty damn well. They came so close to beating the Chiefs. They should have beaten them. They should have taken advantage of when Pat Mahomes left that game. And they didn't. They came up short still. But they're on the rise. They are definitely on the rise. They're in Cleveland. And they could possibly be Super Bowl contenders. A lot of that was spoken about last year. And we're like, Cleveland Browns Super Bowl contenders? Now we may see this year. So they had a number. Put it this way first. Let's go over this first. So David Klein was a number one overall pick. Baker Mayfield, number one overall pick. They are, Soto Richardson was the first round pick. Like, Miles Garrett was a number one overall pick. Like, this team has all these number one overall picks. Nobody has ever had this. And this team has it. Cleveland Browns are going places. Believe it or not. They have a chance. OBJ's coming back from injury. We'll see what Baker Mayfield can develop some kind of chemistry with him. OBJ supposedly could be on the trade block, too. So if that rumor is squashed and they don't hold on to him, because Baker Mayfield's best guy was Rashard Higgins, for some reason they just connect on everything. You got Nick Chubb in the backfield, Cream Hunt still. This team is very, very talented. Let's get into more about the Clowney signing. On paper, his stats don't look very good, like I mentioned these last couple of years. Last year, he was with the Titans. 19 tackles, zero loss, or zero sacks. Zero sacks, 19 tackles. He had a season-ending knee injury in November, but 19 tackles for zero sacks. That's not very impressive. Seattle, he was pretty much non-existent when he was there the previous year. Two, but over his career, he has 255 tackles, 75 of them for a loss, 86 QB hits, 
and 32 sacks. 32 sacks in a seven-year career. He's, of course, he was drafted number one overall by the Houston Texans in 2014. So in a seven-year career, 32 sacks. That's not very impressive. He was hot coming out of South Carolina. I remember that huge hit he had in college. It blew away everybody. We're like, oh, my goodness. This guy is going to be the scariest defensive end, outside linebacker type we've ever seen since, like, Lawrence Taylor or something. He never really came out to that. But he is top five in getting 25% of pass rate to get pass rush. His pass rush rate to the quarterback. He beats him 25% of the time. He's in the top five. He's right there with Miles Garrett. So now they're going to have two guys in the top five of getting QB pressured and going after the quarterback. He, that's where he is game is more dominant. It may not show so much in the stats. But he does require a lot of double and triple teams. He does require the quarterback hurries. He, those are the stats you don't see on the paper. But he's a little bit overrated. I agree. People comment in and whatnot. And it's about the signing. Yeah, he's been overrated pretty much his entire career. He, it seemed like he always wanted the money, too. It was all about getting money. That was last couple off-seasons. He wanted to get paid. Remember last offseason, he wanted to get like $20 million. Titans ended up getting 13 Cleveland actually offered him a multi-year deal last year. They wanted him. He turned it down, took the $13 million deal with Tennessee. Now he's only getting a one-year at 10, trying to bet on himself again. And he says he's going to be defensive player of the year, and he's got a swag back. That was coded by him. He's got the swag again. He's ready to go all out, be defensive player of the year. And as I believe his numbers, if he stays healthy, are going to be a lot better, but not defensive player of the year numbers. Yeah, control Miles Garrett, who's a heck of a guy, down guy at the other end, lying in opposite, you know, opposite, opposite side of you. But I believe this. I will go this route. I would say over under eight sacks for David Clowney. I'm going to go over. I really believe with that defensive front and him being in that Cleveland defense, that he will get eight-plus sacks. That is my bold prediction for Jadavian Clowney. I can't say his name. Spit it out. Jadavian Clowney. (laughs) That is my bold prediction that he will get eight-plus sacks this year for the Cleveland Browns. I believe Cleveland Browns could be a scary team come playoff time. Let's continue with some NFL topics here. This is news coming out from a good number of teams that about voluntary workouts. Players won't attend voluntary workouts. These NFL teams have announced it. The New England Patriots, Tampa Bay Bucks, Seattle Seahawks, Detroit Lions, Denver Broncos. These teams are already said we aren't uh, doing voluntary workouts. And there's probably be more. So, what's the big deal about this? It is voluntary. This is something the NFL always does. Hey, we want to drag out, do all these workouts, training camp, mini camps, off-season this, blah, blah, blah. Right? This is not a big deal. They didn't do it last year. The Buccaneers didn't do it last year. Look what happened. They gelled in the season, and they won the Super Bowl. These voluntary workouts in freaking April do not matter. At all. The NFL draft hasn't happened yet. 
We just went through NFL free agency. There's no need for these camps. It's voluntary. As long as you're working out at your home or wherever you're working out at, who cares? As long as you're not sitting at home doing nothing, and you come into mini camp, uh, training camp, out of shape, and it takes you a while to get going. Better come in training camps in shape. But I see this as many teams are going to go this route. There's going to be more because there's really no point. There's no point in these voluntary workouts to come show up unless you want to just come say hi to some of the guys or something, I guess. It's voluntary. It's not mandatory. So who cares? So that's just my take on that. I wanted to throw that little conversation in there because nobody gives a damn about voluntary workouts. Who cares? So we're going to jump into this NBA topic. I found this one kind of interesting because... This is exactly how I feel about these two teams. Ben Simmons just came out and said he had a little statement for those Brooklyn Nets. Hey, we don't have to spread the ball around with our team. There's too many hands to feed, too many players to pass the ball to and shoot. And you got to play defense. Taking a shot at those Brooklyn Nets. And his team really come out and have his back, it seemed like. I don't know. But this is what I got to say back to Ben Simmons. Drive to the hole. Don't be afraid. Shoot the J. Shoot a couple threes. Get to the foul line and make some shots. Get the other team in foul trouble. Play great defense. Shoot the tray. That's what I got to say to Ben Simmons. Back to him. Don't be afraid to shoot. It seems like over the past few games, especially when Embiid was out, that he was afraid to just take control and just go at the hole or to get fouled and go to the line or to take a couple jump shots here and there. Don't be afraid to shoot the damn ball because this kid can be one of the best. He already is a great player in the league. If he just shoots the ball, can you imagine what this kid can do? He's that damn good. He could be defensive player of the year this year, the way he's playing defense. He can lock up against anybody at any position. That's what I love about him. If he could just not be afraid to shoot, this guy can be the very top five players in the league for years. But let's go back on this Brooklyn thing. That's why he's taking a little bit of a shot at him. Because guess what in tonight's game? A nationally televised game, and nobody from Brooklyn's playing. Kyrie's going to play. Kevin Durant's going to sit. You know, back to back. You know, you got to have a little bit of a rest. You know, especially when you're coming back, trying to get the feel of the game. Right? That's what Brooklyn's been doing all year long. Lamarcus Aldridge is out. Blake Griffin's out. They're all sitting out. James Harden's still out. National televised game, and these guys keep taking days off. Is it great for the league? No. Is it great for them? Yeah. It's see, the players control the league. If they want to sit out again, oh, my ankle's feeling a little sore. I want to sit out. Okay. Oh, you know, uh, ankle's a little bit tweaked it a little bit in practice today. You know, got can I sit out? Okay. These teams are the top two teams in the Eastern Conference. They're fighting for that number one spot. But we all know nothing matters 
until playoff time. But it's getting to the point where it's pretty damn ridiculous. Hey, Steve Nash is your head coach. He never played defense in Phoenix, but he won the MVP two, gear, two years in a row. One of them was Shaq's, but that's another story. We know Brooklyn is not going to play defense at all. But when you get all those guys in the court at the same time, how the heck are you going to stop them? That's going to be the problem. They may not play defense, so they'll probably win the game 145 to like 132 or something. <laughs> you know? That'll probably be some of the scores during the series in the playoffs. They got to win it all. If they're all healthy, there's no excuse. I would like to see the Brooklyn Nets and Sixers battle out there in the Eastern Conference Finals or something, though. I would like to see how the Nets respond. I'd like to see how Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid respond. That is the matchup I want because I'm tired of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid getting there and it's not getting it done. Tired of James Harden getting there and not getting it done. Like, something's got to give. So that's the matchup. That we can get in like the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm okay with it. Because at least one of them will finally get it done. <laughs> There's other problems in the Miami Heat coming around. Lena Hawks have been hot lately. You got always close. You got, of course, you got, you know, Giannis and the Bucks, but they seem to not get it done either. So look at this. The Boston Celtics been up and down too. I mean, look at this Eastern Conference. It is filled. With teams and individuals at the top right now at one, two, and three, I just can't get it done. <laughs> so something really has to give. Totally. And get it back as to the resting thing. You can't keep resting people. Playoffs are around the corner. We're getting close here. We're getting really damn close. To the playoffs. Stop. You can't rest people during the playoffs. So you're feeling a little ankle tweak or something. You better get your butt back out there. And get to it. Because you can't rest in the playoffs. And there's no chemistry right now with Brooklyn. That's the other worry. Keep resting players. Not playing. Not staying in that. Great shape and playing back to backs. Gotta rest. Excuses, making millions of dollars, but you gotta rest. And the NBA's gotta put a stop to this next season. They really do. Stop letting people rest on back to backs. Nobody can play a back to back game anymore. It's ridiculous. Come on. 90s guys are laughing at you right now. Champions are laughing at you right now. They all are. I'm laughing at you. <laughs> Can't play a back-to-back. I just went and played ball. Great, I'm not in the shape of these guys, but I played back-to-back-to-back three days in a row, basketball games. Yeah, my knees and feet hurt a little bit, but damn, I'm not going to sit out. Somebody wants to go play ball tomorrow, do another pickup game, I'll be out there. I'm doing it. I'm going to get dropping points. (laughs) We dropping them on them. I don't care. Play better when I'm tired. And if I lose, I'm going to try to beat him again. Because I don't go out on an L. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, I think it's I think it's time we get out of here. That's going to be it for today's episode, y'all. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you for joining me here. A little short episode, you know. Thank you for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Crib with your favorite sports host, Taryn Christian. It took me a while to get it out today because my voice was cracking. It's been going in and out. But I got it out here and I got it back for a little bit. So I'm glad y'all get to sit, get to listen. You know, thanks for joining me again. Be sure to check out the website at FeelTheHeatENT.com. Feel the Heat Entertainment. Remember, we got FTHE Gaming now. So check out the YouTube channel for that. Also, you know, sports articles. We air every Monday and Wednesday. Merchandise store, check it out. FeelTheHeatENT.com is the website. And follow the social media networks at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at FeelTheHeatENT. Thanks again, you guys. Peace out.